podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And we're back with another FinFans podcast this evening. I've got Daniel Reinhardt back. What up, FinFans? And Louis Argoni. Hello, Dolphins. Welcome back, Daniel. You've been uh, Thanks, away sir. for a couple of weeks, right? It, feel, it feels like I've been away for a while. It, you know, I don't think in all reality it's been too long, but yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, schedules just didn't line up last week, and uh, that makes me sad. But here I am, back to talk some Dolphins football. That's what happens when you go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had to do some overnights this week to learn uh, some new skills uh, for the people I'll be managing. So I'm back off the overnight shift and uh, ready to rock. All right. Very cool. So we thought we'd talk about uh, the team and whether the Dolphins met your expectations. Hmm. You know, we all went into the season with an idea of what was to take place. And, uh, you know, are you happy with the way the team functioned? Are you, are you happy with where they ended up? Are you happy with how far they advanced in the playoffs? I mean, you know, compared to your thoughts before the season, the question is, are you happy? So tell, tell me, Daniel, how are you feeling about the season? I've, so it's, it's kind of tough. Um, <clears throat> so my initial thought is, do I break the season down into chunks or quarters or go half and half? But if I'm looking at the season in an overall perspective, uh, I think what I think if if I don't if I don't uh, recall incorrectly, Lou and I both had the Dolphins going ten and seven uh, before the season started, and finishing nine and eight in the regular season is only a one game uh, one game difference. So uh, as far as wins and losses go, it was pretty close to what I expected. But being that the season started off the way it did, the fact that we were eight and three. We were on a high, you know, and things were going really well. I felt great. And the way the season finished kind of puts a sour taste in my mouth, right? It puts a sour taste in all of our mouths, I think. Losing five games straight to end the year uh, with only the minuscule win against the Jets to, to be able to actually secure that playoff spot. I think we had a good year. I think there's, there is obviously a lot to learn from. Uh, our coaching staff definitely has a lot to learn from what they what they did and how they performed this year. But I'm right on the fence between being happy with with the season and being disappointed with the season. But it's simply because of how it that how sounds it like uh, nine and nine to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's overall that's our final record, right? Because we lost yep. in the wild card yep. round. Yeah, and and it. It feels like a nine and nine season. Obviously, uh, we're sitting at home right now. There was a lot to be happy about, and then the end of the season just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. So, overall, I'm I'm happy uh, with the way that we performed most of the season. Um, I think that our future still looks bright. I do think we have the right coach. I think that he can uh, really galvanize the locker room, and and those players want to play for him. It's going to be interesting to see what we do moving forward. But overall, I'd say, yes, I was pretty happy. Uh, A lot of fans hate mediocrity, and I definitely feel that. But I think we had a successful season when all said and done. Because? Because we made it to the playoffs. Uh, We haven't made it to the playoffs in quite a while. We we finished the last couple of seasons prior to McDaniel getting here uh, in the hunt for the playoffs, and we didn't finish it off. You know, we very easily could have folded against the Jets with a with their fantastic defense and not made it to the playoffs and been sitting home wild card weekend. But the way we performed in Buffalo in that wild card game against all odds with Skylar Thompson at quarterback, it shows how much heart and grit we have 
regardless of the five-game losing streak. So I am happy with the performance in Buffalo. Obviously, I would have loved to have uh, been able to win that football game and uh, go see them in Kansas City this weekend. Uh, But uh, overall, I'd say, yeah, I mean, I think we had a successful season. We made the playoffs, which is not not something a lot of people thought we'd do. And, uh, you know, Tua at times looked like a franchise quarterback. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, overall, I was uh, I was pleased. Okay. And how'd you feel, Lewis? Mike, I'd like to hear how you feel real quick, (laughs) if you could. And then, you know, and then I'll give you my thoughts as well. Now I have to think of what I want to say. (laughs) Overall, I was happy with the season, but I wasn't happy with uh, the way the season ended. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, the five-game losing streak and then, you know, uh, advancing into the playoffs and uh, playing really over over our expectations against Buffalo. But, uh, I mean, a stopwatch is basically what cost us from advancing. Uh, so, you know, that, that to me, you know, is, is big on the coaching staff. They, they, they royally screwed the pooch <laughs> in, in that Buffalo game. You, you can't be using all your timeouts in the, in the second half uh, to avoid delay of games, you know. Just can't do that, you know. You've got to be a crisper operation. So, obviously, they have things to work on. Um, you know, the whole Tua situation, I'm not really going to get into. I mean, to me, it's... It's a 50-50 thing, you know. Uh, you hate to see him miss so many games, but, you know, what's he going to do? He got a concussion multiple times, you know, so he's got to. I mean, that's that's the rules of the game now. So, you know, uh, they're going to have to get a better backup quarterback, I think, but these are all problems for the offseason and not really relevant to how I feel about the regular season. So, you know, I, I was I was overall satisfied. I, I thought there was some development by a number of players uh, that I thought was impressive. Uh, Sealers playing his ass off. Wilkins is playing his ass off. Phillips is playing his ass off. Uh, we've got some young talent that uh, uh, we can be pretty proud of, and, and that's that's a good thing. And uh, Kuhu, uh developed really <laughs> unexpectedly, you know. So, I mean, there were definitely some good things. Um, there were some bad things, you know, Byron Jones being out all year. But, you know, that's the way it goes. There's going to be injuries. So, you know, they, they had to adapt. Uh, you know, I felt bad for Boyer in the beginning of the season because he did not have the tools he thought he was going to have. So he was kind of behind the eight ball from the start. But the defense is going to have to get better one way or another, whether they change the coordinator or he, cha- he adapts his uh, system a little bit, whatever. They're going to have to figure something out because the, de- the defense wasn't good enough when it really needed to be. So, you know, that, that's pretty much how I feel. Um, overall, happy. Uh, like you, Daniel, you know, nine and nine, you're half happy, you're half not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lewis? All right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when you look at you look at the season, and you know you've got that nine and nine record, you know it's kind of you're in between on it. You know there was there was a lot of hope. Um, you know, once we saw two, the thing the thing that I that I enjoyed was Tua playing well. Um, of course, you know, during that stretch, because coming into the season, that was the big question mark. I mean, you know, you went out in free agency, and I'll tell you guys. You know, as you look at some of the other football teams in the NFL, and there's, what, 31 other teams, right? Yeah. Um, you look at the list of free agent signings that we had in the offseason. I mean, there were a lot of names that were brought in here. And the big question mark was Tua coming into this season. You looked at the defense, you looked at the offense, and you said, wow, on paper, I mean, this team is definitely going to be a good football team as long as, as long as Tua plays well. Well, you know, we had the injury bug. I mean, a lot of teams, you know, went through that. You know, the Chargers, um, you know, quite a few teams went through it. Even Buffalo to some extent. I mean, the first time we played them, their whole secondary yep. was out. So they've had – every team deals with injuries. Um, but, you know, as a whole, you know, when, when you look at – everything that that factors in and the way the season ended and the fact that 
we went on that losing streak at a time where we were pretty much healthy. You know, we, I know we eventually lost Armstead and we lost a couple of guys on the offensive line, but for the most part, you know, when we went through that losing streak, um, you know, late in the season, we were for the most part healthy. And that was the frustrating part is that, you know, we kind of got stuck in the mud. You know, we hit our peak, you know, about midway through the season. And then the rest of the season was really a struggle. Yeah, the bye week kind of. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what happened. All I could tell you is this, is that, um, you know, I enjoyed the season. There, there was a lot to, to get excited about. But, you know, in the end, you know, the, the last six weeks were, were extremely frustrating. You know, it was such an up and down season. It, it's really hard to give you a definitive answer, you know, as to, you know, yeah. your thoughts on the season because you had so many ups and downs. You know, mm -hmm. I think that I think that as a whole, you know, um, you know, that stretch of the season, we underachieved. You know, I felt that those are games that we could have won. I felt that, you know, the oh. San Diego game was a game that, you know, I think we're a better football team. San than Diego or I mean, Los the Chargers, Angeles. the Char <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers. I do that at least once, you know, once every show. Um, you know, New England, same thing. You know, it, it, you know, it just left a bad taste in your mouth. And some of the games that we actually won, like Pittsburgh and, you know, the, the final game against the Jets, you know, they... They were wins, but they were extremely ugly wins. You know, we didn't we, we didn't look like a playoff team over the second half of the season, and and I'm sure you guys agree with me on that. I mean, they there were teams that at the end of the year were actually playing better than us that did not make the playoffs. So I think we were on our way in a complete opposite direction, and um, you know, I felt that there was you know there was a lot left on the table in a lot of these football games. Meat on the bone, huh? It, it was extremely frustrating. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the injuries came into play. I mean, the whole quarterback situation with not only our starter, but our backup getting hurt. I mean, all of that affected the, the team as a whole. But that you've got a brutal three game road trip. And, you know, everybody plays tough teams, but just the timing of that really was, was bad for our season. It was bad, but Mike, but you know what? It was the way we played in those games. That's, that's, where, that's where my problem lies, is that they just did not play well. They did not play well in any of those football games. I mean, and there's really not an excuse. Well, they did in the Buffalo game. The Buffalo game, yes. The, the Charger game and the, um, and 49ers. the 49er yep. game, they just did not play well. And, you know, there were other games over the course of the season where they just did not play well. The Pittsburgh game comes to mind um, as, you know. As, and then Chicago the game, Fields ran over them. The Chicago game, the defense did not play well. The offense kind of bailed us out, and the referees at the end of that game bailed us out. I mean, listen, it, you know, it was, it was a roller coaster season. Um, you know, they went all in, you know, and, and then you throw in the fact that, you know, you gave up a number one pick and you brought Chubb over and, and you, on top of all the free agents that you went out and got, you actually made a trade at the trade deadline and gave up a number one pick to get another body in here. And with all these moves, you know, we were still middle of the pack, so to speak. So, you know, that's a little bit frustrating. Um, you know, you, you feel like, all the pieces were put in place, but yet you were still right back where you've been the last couple of years. I mean, pretty much the same record as we as we had on the Flores. So it's it's kind of hard. It really is. I mean, I know people talk about, well, you know, we had a top ten offense this year. Okay, great. Where did it get us? And and you know, those numbers, you know, when you look at them, we're, you know, we're boosted in the middle of the season when, you know, the, the, the fourth quarter against Baltimore. I know it's part of the year, but you want consistency from week to week. And, you know, a couple of games that you just go off and you have 500 yards of total offense, you know, that carries you a long way. And, you know, I just felt that there was no consistency at any point. You know, it was up and down, up and down from one week to the next. And and that's the frustrating part. You know, you look at these other teams that, you know, the 49ers and, and, and some of these other teams, 
in the NFL, Kansas City, even Buffalo. I mean, they are consistent. You know, their offenses, their defenses. Yeah, but they're all established programs. We had a first-year coach. They're consistent. But, Mike, regardless of that, you know, my first point was we went all in. You know, with all the free agents, I get it. You know, I know you have a rookie coach, but they were going full throttle. I mean, with all these signings that they made in the offseason. Well, they were, but it didn't give McDaniel experience. He was still a first-year coach. Right. So you're basically blaming the season on McDaniel, the 500 season. I'm part of it, sure. Absolutely. Well, it it definitely does some – there are issues with him, but you know, overall, I felt that a lot of the veterans, Mike, you know, the guys that got picked up in trades, the guys that we signed, did not step up. They just didn't. Second half of the season, you just didn't see it on either side of the ball. A lot of drop passes, a lot of guys running in one direction and the ball being thrown in the other. On the defensive side, not enough sacks, not enough turnovers. I mean, you know, this Buffalo game this past weekend in the playoffs is exactly what we wanted to see in a lot of these games, you know, and, and over that six-game period, you just didn't see any. We had the lowest amount of turnovers, I think, in the NFL for a defense, and there, there's capabilities there. I mean, and we showed that in this playoff game. The problem was it didn't exist, you know, during, during the stretch there, you know, that six-game, seven-game stretch down the end of the season. So, You know, some of the blame does have to fall on McDaniel, but, you know, I think that a lot of these veteran guys that were on the football team, you know, just didn't do what you wanted them to, you know, down the stretch when it it counted most. Uh, I know Chubbs was dealing with injuries. I don't know how much it affected him. Who can say? But I I know that to be the case. Now, uh, Ingram, you know, came in and started off really well, and he kind of faded. Mm-hmm. A lot uh-huh. of guys did, Mike. I mean, yep. you know, you look at Tyreek and Waddle's numbers yep. in the second half, and their numbers were way down. I mean, well, yeah, way I down. Mean, defenses adjusted, and we didn't really have an answer. Kosicki disappeared, you know, into no man's land for, for a month. I mean, you know, I mean, they, they were, listen, there's a lot of veteran guys that just didn't step up and do the job. It's not only those couple that you talked about. It's, it's all over the place. And, um, you know, we needed it. You know, we needed it in those games, and there was just no consistency whatsoever. So it's kind of hard, you know, because you saw some really great play at different times. You saw some great quarters. You know, the fourth quarter against Buffalo was fantastic. Uh, this effort against Buffalo this past week was fantastic. The first game against Buffalo on the defensive side was was great. Um, you know, the offense in the Detroit, Chicago games was was extremely good cleveland game was the best all-around game we played the whole year but in between all of those there there was just incredible amount of inconsistencies that you know that they have to you know if they're going to get to the next level they they have to have these these big name guys and and these these high-priced players that we have on this football team step up and get the job done you know, and one of the things that really stands out to me about this season, and while there was some up and down and some ebb and flow like there always is with any position group, but you had some improvement from, some progression from, and some unexpected good play from the guys on the offensive line. You know, you've seen some guys come in and play really important minutes that we didn't expect to see play minutes, and they didn't get blown off the field. You got guys like Robert Hunt coming in and playing really well on that offensive line. Obviously, we have some disappointments. You know, Eichenberg did not perform up to the level of expectation when he was on the field, and he was hurt most of the year. Yeah, uh, Austin Jackson, same story, hurt most of the year, but and didn't perform to the level that we expect. Uh, you know, our offensive line to play from uh, when he was on the field, but. Guys like Brandon Shell coming in and playing really important minutes for us. You know, the center position, Connor Williams did a fantastic job all season long. You know, uh, that was a much anticipated and much discussed position change in the preseason, and he really knocked that out of the park. And obviously, you know, we talk about Teron Armstead not being on the field for several games, but when he was on the field, he was a huge difference maker. 
And, and it was clear to me that he was a difference maker in that locker room for that position group. So, uh, you know, I got to give a big uh, shout out and a round of applause to Applebaum and to Frank Smith for the work that they did with that offensive line group this year. That was definitely one of those things that I was more than happy with, even though there was some, some moments that, uh, you know, obviously they got beat and gave up too many pressures. But We couldn't run the ball, though. And obviously we need to work on running the ball. But I thought that they played, uh, you know, much better than they have in the past. Oh, our, def- our line, definite step our line up from, got the, better. from the four previous two years. Yep. They, uh, they progressed well, and I was pretty happy with their performances this year. Yeah, the offensive line. Go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say the Connor Williams experiment, you know, was a big success. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they knew what they were doing. I mean, we talked about this because there was a lot of talk, and I said, plain and simple, listen, the coaches know what they're doing. I mean, if they feel he's capable of doing it, you know, they're not going to put a guy out. He didn't miss a snap this year, did he? I don't think he did. No, he was the Iron Man, that's for sure. He yep. was, you know, he was there. I mean, you didn't see holding penalties. You didn't see anything out of him. I mean, I, it, it's really interesting because, you know, as we do these shows going forward, I'd love to see how many actual penalties he had this year. I mean, I remember maybe two the whole season. I mean, over a 17-game season when you're in on every single snap, I mean, they were few and far between, I will tell you that. So absolutely outstanding job on his part. And, you know, as you mentioned, Daniel, the offensive line was fantastic. Um, You know, not a lot of pressure at times. You know, um, we did have a couple of games against Minnesota where the offensive line just completely got uh, annihilated in that game. And it was a difference maker. Um, You know, it probably cost us the game. But, you know, past that game, you know, you can say maybe in the fourth quarter of the Jet game, we kind of fell apart. Same situation, guys getting hurt. Um, for the most part, they held it together. And um, they gave Tua and some of these other quarterbacks, even this past week. I mean, what did what did uh, Thompson get sacked once? I mean, I know he got pressured quite a bit. But, um, you know, they had one sack in the end. And there were a lot of plays where he had time to throw. So, you know, they, they did a fantastic job. They really did. You know, I felt the running backs did a good job as well. I mean, I know you guys are talking about the running game needs to get better, but, um, you know, both of our starters averaged around five yards a carry. So, you know, the two, the number one and number two backs. So I think that at times we abandoned the run when we shouldn't have. You know, we didn't stick to it. I mean, we pay, guys, listen, if you go back and you look at the amount of attempts that our quarterbacks have game in and game out. It's it's in the 40s almost every mm-hmm. single week. I mean, it's a big amount of throws. I mean, they just don't run the ball a lot. And I don't know what the thought process is behind that because even in games when we were successful running the football, we have moved away from it. So, you know, again, that may go back to McDaniel maybe learning, um, you know, as a first-year head coach, um, learning and understanding that, you know, if something's working, then stay with it. You know, let's not get pass happy. And, um, you know, so overall, you know, I felt that that was a, a definite positive for our football team. We'd like to throw a shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring our show. And uh, here's a little message and we'll be right back. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57, and for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. I'll be looking at the uh, Cincinnati-Buffalo game. I really think I favor Cincinnati, but uh, uh, we'll see about that. But that's definitely a game that I'll be looking at. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round to get 200 free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Yeah, so to answer your question about Connor Williams, he had five all season. 
Uh, he had five penalties all season, and he didn't have the same penalty more than once. You know, uh, illegal block above the waist, a false start, an unnecessary roughness, an ineligible downfield, which we've seen several times, yep. and an offensive holding that one. penalty. So one one holding penalty, one holding, all year. and Incredible. one false start all season. Yep, fantastic. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Great signing. You know, one of the few. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, and and I, in in addition to him, Robert Jones played a hell of a year, you know, or Robert Hunt. I'm sorry, I mean Robert Jones well, was terrible. But, but Daniel, we Robert knew Hunt, Hunt had a hell of a season. We we said coming in, you know, that well, I don't know if you, but me and Mike, as we talked about, it, I don't remember what your thoughts were, but we felt that Hunt was probably our best offensive lineman, even with the signings. You know, we 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 felt that Armstead would come in and definitely solidify that line, you know, but, you know, he's injury prone, so on and so forth. But, you know, we both felt, you know, coming in that Hunt was the rock, you know, that we had found a definite guy that's going to be here for years and going to be a rock across that offensive line. So I wasn't surprised by that at all. You know, Jones and some of those other guys that filled in, yes, but not so much Hunt. You know, we felt he was going to go out and do the job. You didn't? Is that what you're saying? You No, no, I didn't no, I didn't oh, okay. say that. I thought he had performed pretty damn well, you know, but he mm-hmm. wasn't uh if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't uh an every uh snap guy. Um but it looks like he did play every uh start every game at right guard in twenty one. I just didn't yes. feel like um I didn't feel like he was as, as exceptional and I seen a lot of uh a lot of progression out of him. He this was year. good. He wasn't exceptional, but he was good last yeah, year. And I really he thought good. he was kind of exceptional this year. He uh, he stepped his game up a lot. He did. And uh, was really kind of a force on that right side of the line. Yeah, he's. I mean, you look at our, our young players, right? And, um, you know, he's one of the guys that you, you're just ecstatic about, that you have him on your football team. You know, he, he's a guy that, Going forward, you know, you want them to sign him, keep him here, mm-hmm. because you know he's going to be a rock across that offensive line. So, um, you know, out of the young guys, he's right up in the, right up at the top. You know, of guys that you absolutely have to keep around here for years to come because he's a really good football player. I guess, I guess maybe what I I think I'm saying is we had so much turnover on that right hand side of the tackle position that that Hunt really held the right-hand side of the line together, even with all of that change. And I, yes. I just I was so, so impressed by him this year. Yeah, him and Williams right next to each other was nice. Yeah. Lewis, what was your biggest surprise? Uh, the way Tua played, I mean, that's for sure. I mean, he was above and beyond expectations, you know, and then he kind of, you know, brought me back down to earth, you know? I mean, I think he did it with a lot of us. You know, he had some really, really good football games um, at a point in the season. And yeah, that then, was a stretch there. He was playing very well. Mm-hmm. And then he went, beep, wah, you know, and uh-huh. you were saying, now this is the tour that we've known for the last couple of years. So, I mean, that was a big, big surprise. Um, you know, we already talked about the offensive line. They actually did an extremely good job compared to years past. Now we were one of the worst offensive lines in football the past sure. in probably the past few seasons. So you know anything, and it's funny because we did say this at the beginning of the year, all of us, that anything is going to be an improvement because we're <laughs> one of the worst lines in football. Yeah. But they exceeded expectations. Um, you know what I was surprised about on a negative side was. McDaniel as an offensive coordinator, you know, I think that, you know, he, he's very hard headed in, in his play calling, um, the adjustments, you know, when teams are playing us a certain way at halftime in game adjustments, I was a little bit disappointed with that. Um, you know, the running schemes that, you know, Daniel has talked about or talked about prior to the season and even into the season. Um, I didn't see, an awful lot of adjustments. Um, the personnel, you know, when you didn't have two on the field and you had, say, Bridgewater or even this past week with Thompson, you didn't see plays incorporated to help 
that personnel that was on the field. You know, you lost Mozart this past week. So what do you do? You know, Ahmed is really a good receiver, you know, from the running back position. So dump a lot of screens or balls to the, you know, in the flat to him without Mozart being out. You know, those are the type. That's just one example of many. I was a little bit disappointed in regard to that and the discipline. You know, too many penalties, especially on the offensive side. Guys not lining up right, guys jumping, this and that, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that's the negative. I gave you the positive. Um, I think that on the defensive side, and you know, then I'll let you guys talk because I know I'm getting a little long-winded here. (laughs) I think on the defensive side with the injuries, I felt that Boyer and, you know, the guys that stepped up, um, and played their asses off all year across that defensive line and the guys in the secondary, they, they held it together. I mean, they kept us in football games, no blowouts. I mean, they kept us in games, game in and game out. And I know there were times where the team separated us, separated from us in the fourth quarters of games. But, you know, like the Jet game, for example, the 49er game. But I think that had more to do with the ineptitude of the offense in some of those games. Um, And just the defense being on the field for just an extended period of time. So that was a pleasant surprise as well. Because as we lost guys over and over again, guys stepped up. The defense stepped up. They kept us in football games, game in and game out. And to me, that was a pleasant surprise as well. So, I mean, there's several huge surprises. As When you talk about the running game, there's a huge surprise in, in the fact that Chase Edmonds was absolutely nothing for this team. Uh, really expected something out of him. You know, preseason, I was talking about him uh, having the most yardage combined as a, for, the, for our running backs, and it uh, just didn't happen. Two is obviously the low-hanging fruit here uh, as the biggest surprise because we didn't see anything like, you know, top-rated quarterback in the league most air yards per attempt in the league, you know, all of these things that he was doing, we didn't see that coming because we hadn't seen that from him. But I'm, I'm, that's all I'll say about that. One of the biggest surprises for me on the entire season is a guy who has played well. He has not been any slouch, but that's Christian Wilkins. Yep. And Christian Wilkins was an absolute animal this year. He was everywhere all the time. Uh, he had 98 tackles as a defensive lineman, and that hadn't been done since like 2004. You know, it had been almost 20 years since a guy had more than 90 tackles as a defensive lineman. He was he was a, a menace to uh, opposing quarterbacks. He was always in the backfield. He was making stops. Um, he was just absolutely incredible. Uh, pay that man his money. Um, you know, as the the famous meme goes, pay that man his money. Uh, he deserves it. And then obviously the other one is Kohu, you know, Kohu. We talked preseason when, when we were talking about Byron Jones, we were talking about how we can't afford to lose a guy. And then we lost Trill Williams, you know, and we can't afford to lose a guy. And then we brought, we lost the other guy that we brought in. And we lost Needham as well. And then we lost Needham as well. Yep. Uh, and Kohu. And, and, yeah, that, and Brandon, Brandon Jones. Jones. Yeah, and Brandon Jones safety. Position. And and Kohu came in. He stepped up. He was, you know, through the first several weeks of the season, he was the highest rated rookie in the league. Uh, he continued his high level of play through the season. He was just an absolute uh, pleasure to watch play this year. Out of somebody that we didn't expect anything out of. So, yeah, right. I mean, who would have? Exactly. Yeah, he, yeah, he exactly. came out of nowhere, much like Needham did. Yep. You know, as yep. as a as a rookie, and then he developed. Um, I think you know Daniel to touch on Wilkins. It's an absolute travesty that this guy was not named a Pro Bowl, yeah. All Pro player, whatever yeah. the case may be. There's no doubt in my mind that he is top top three or four defensive tackles in the league. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, like you said, he was all over the place. The guy is an absolute phenomenal player. A lot of the announcers, as they watch these games, it's it's great to hear them talk about him. They're like, yeah. my God, this guy is all over the field. Christian Wilkins, that's all you hear game in and game oh, out. He's 20, 20 yards down the field making tackles. Yeah. He's, he's phenomenal. Smashing dudes. <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you know, going forward, you know, you talked about Hunt. 
you know, Wilkins and, you know, we have to throw Phillips in this mix as well because my goodness, man. I mean, he, he was very, very similar to what Wilkins did. He's going to be an absolute phenomenal These are what player. you want out of your first round yes, picks. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, Mike. These three guys are going to carry us. You know, we talk about the line of scrimmage, and you've got three guys in Hunt, Wilkins, and Phillips that are rock-solid, absolutely fantastic football players. And you throw Siler in the mix as well, and you've got some real solid, solid guys going forward. I'm very excited about these particular players. You know, I think that, you know, we, we have to shore up some other positions on this field. But one thing that we have lacked for years are these type of players across the line of scrimmage. Mike, me and you talk about it. Yep. On a consistent basis, yep. we have for years. Where is where where are these offensive linemen? When are we going to get some rock solid players across this offensive line? Young rock solid players. Where when are we going to get some guys across the defensive line that are just? Well, I'm not criticizing it, you know, but they drafted yep. Tunsil and then traded him away. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, and they had opportunities at other guys. They had an opportunity at Sewell and they they passed up, you know, they passed them up. But, you know, the bottom line is, is that, you know, in these three young guys, you have some really, really good football players. And, you know, if if there is a positive going forward, these guys are are definitely a big part of that. you know, I feel that there's other guys as well, but I don't think that they stepped up nearly as much as these three guys. Guys like Holland, I think he's going to be an exceptionally good football player. Um, you know, he just had a subpar season, and it may have to do with the fact that, you know, he had to just stay way back in the secondary to help out that other corner position quite a bit. You know, they didn't have that luxury of of him roaming around as much as they like to do with their safeties. And, you know, he lost his partner back there as well halfway through the season. Right. So, you know, that may have had an effect on him. But, you know, we, we've got some good young football players. Um, you know, a, as you look at the team and you look at the draft picks, um, you know, you, you want to see more out of guys. You know, you, you definitely want to see more out of – Eze, as you call him, Daniel. You know he was non-existent. Yep. You know, yep. absolutely no contributions this year. Channing Tyndale, you know, a number, a number, a, a third round snaps, third round draft pick, nothing out of him. Um, you know, believe it or not, out of all of our draft picks, you know, Thompson was the guy that actually played more than any of them, and. Um, you know, that's quite interesting. Um, you know, circumstance obviously was involved in that, you know, the injuries in front of them. But, you know, you go back to last year's draft and even, you know, the tour draft and you got Austin Jackson and Igbenogany, you know, they basically didn't contribute much. And, you know, that's that's the problem here. I mean, if you have contributions from all of these draft picks, these, these early draft picks, you know, it, it takes you over the top. You know, it, it brings you to that that second level. You know, these guys, you know, we have to we have to have guys like this, you know, just just contribute. I mean, just think about where we would be if we had contributions from some of these high draft picks. I mean, you know, we finished nine and nine, but that's with nothing. I mean nothing out of these guys. I mean literally nothing. And you could go you can go back to Hunter Long and you can add more guys into the mix, but you know, Dieter. De- who's that, Mike? I'm sorry. Dieter. Dieter. Oh, Dieter. Just, I mean, think about this for, for a minute, right? We brought a, a guy off the practice squad to start against Buffalo this week over Dieter. I mean, that that's insane. I mean, is this guy that bad? I mean, listen, there's a lot of dead weight on this football team that they have to get rid of. And a lot of them are, are pretty high draft picks, but you know what? You know, they're not contributing in the least. Get guys in here. I don't give a damn if they're free agent uh, rookie guys that you bring in, guys like Kahoo, Needham, these type of players. Get rid uh, of this dead That's weight. easier said than done, though. 
Well, Mike, listen, it'll 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 come cheaper, right? Yeah. And if these guys aren't contributing in the least, and they're not, Igbenogany's another one. I mean, the, the guy was inactive. I mean, think about how many injuries we had in the secondary this year, and this guy's still inactive 90% of our games this year. I mean, that's insane. And this is his third year. I mean, he's a bust. You know, you can't sugarcoat any of it. You know, there's dead weight on this football team. They have to. They have to get rid of it. You know, fifty-three strong. You know, and there's 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 just too much of that crap on 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 our football team. We have to get guys in here that are going to contribute. Special teams when they're called upon due to injury, they have to step up. You know, the free agent signings. It's the same thing. Two years in a row, you know, two has been down, and the backup quarterbacks have failed us. They haven't done a good enough a job. Good enough job. Whether you know you can you can say that Bridgewater was injured this year, but you know he didn't help us in any way. But shape that's or part form. of it. You, you need him, you need him to be available. You need him to be available. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it it it. Listen, you know, it, you mentioned Edmonds as well, um, Daniel. You know, it, it would have been nice to have him playing good football you know in in a situation where Mozart goes down late in the year you know you basically you know it would have been nice to have it would have been nice to have a little bit more depth there you know we lost Gaskins as well it's hard you know I mean we re-signed Preston Williams in the offseason he didn't even make the team did he no. I think he got cut. We re-signed him. I mean, there, there, you know, there's there's some draft picks and some guys that were on this football team and that are on this football team right now. You know, the Hunter Longs of the world, these type of people that, you know, we have to get guys in here that are going to make plays. And it, and if they're called upon to step in in situations, they have to do it. I mean, they're difference makers. I mean, well, that's how you go from nine and nine to twelve and you know twelve and five or whatever it is. You, right. you find Absolutely. you find guys to step in when a Noah doesn't, like a Verone McKinley, who you know didn't even get signed until Brandon Jones got hurt. A guy who came in and played some valuable minutes, maybe not the best guy in the world, but played some valuable minutes where Noah was inactive. You got guys like River Craycraft and right. and my yeah. boy and my boy Trent Sherfield coming in here and playing really valuable minutes and doing a hell of a job. Uh, you know, yep. those type of he role did. player guys coming in here and playing well is really important. And we need more of those type of guys to fill the empty spots that we need to cut their asses, right? So I uh, completely understand where you're coming from. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, you know, it frustrates me because I look at Jacksonville, right? And me and Mike were on the phone the other night. I, and I say that all the time, too, because <laughs> we are on the phone talking about the games. Uh, we talk more than probably anybody in the, in the country over the course of even these other games as we're watching them. And, you know, we analyze a lot of things and you look at Jacksonville and you look at the moves that they made in the off season, you know, the Ingram, Evan Ingram, you know, they brought in Zay Jones, they brought in Christian Kirk. All of these guys became vital parts of the Jacksonville offense. I mean, they did an incredible job of getting guys there and it turned their team around. And, you know, this is the type of stuff that, that we need. You know, we need these type of football players. And, you know, I think, you know, you guys know how I feel about Greer. I think that, you know, he's failed us on a lot of occasions. I mean, you know, he's he's got it. He's you just got can't it. resist, can you? <laughs> I, well, you know, we're talking about the season as a whole, the negatives and the positives. But, Mike, you know, I mean, there was a lot of dead weight you know, that he brought in this year. And, you know, we, I think we overpaid for Chubb. I mean, there, there's been mistakes here. You know, there's no question, there's no question about that. Um, nobody's perfect, but, you know, that draft that we had a couple of years ago is going to, you know, it's going to come back to haunt us for years. You know, those should have been guys like. Well, it's, uh, it's haunting you now. There's it's a, haunting us now. There's right? a but, fair chance that you can make the argument QB 101, Sunshine, made Zay Jones and Evan Ingram, uh, you know, successful parts of that offense. And a guy who stayed healthy for Jacksonville uh, with a coach who's done it before, right? So, uh, you know, a guy who's already won a Super Bowl. They they performed really well. Uh, they they exceeded expectations there, uh, with a healthy team around him and a and a Super Bowl winning coach. So I think that there's a fair argument to be made as far as that's concerned. 
I have a feeling that we'll do an episode or two on the uh, misgivings of Mr. Greer coming up this offseason. We've got a lot of air to fill, right? We do. We have a lot of shows. But Lou wants to talk about it every week, so we may not have to do it. (laughs) Well, you know, we're talking about a season, you know, we're talking about the season and, you know, what what, what our expectations were. And, you know, he's part of the organization and he's part of the decision-making, a big part of it. And um, as I look at some of the decisions that are made and some of the money that's thrown out there, and, you know, the productivity that we're getting out of this. I mean, you know, Cedric Wilson, you know, signed a three-year deal, you know, $22.8 million, And he had his best game this past weekend. I mean, I haven't, you know, you don't even hear his name week in and week out. He had a great punt he return. Was your punt he had a returner. good catch in the game. Yeah. <laughs> he was our punt returner. And he had one decent punt return the whole season. He scared the shit out of me a lot of times when he was back there. But, you know... You want productivity, right? You know, you wanted him to be the guy right behind, you know, our two top guys. Exactly. You wanted him to be the third receiver. And it was really a poor season. But, you know, the thing is this, is that we had, I mean, if you look at our team as a whole, guys, and you may agree, you may disagree, but as you look at at our team as a whole, you saw individuals carry us. Game in and game out. You know, the offense, you know, Tua, Hill, Waddle, they carried us in certain games, right? Wilkins and Phillips and these type of guys carried us in certain games. Um, you didn't see overall efforts on, you know, from, from a bunch of different guys in games. You know, you saw those guys doing it. And then a, as far as I'm concerned, the big drop off across the board. It went from A guys to C minus and D guys over the course of football games. And you have to have a lot of B and B and C plus guys in order to win football games and get to the next level. Um, you can't just get by on big plays out of Tyreek and Waddle. No, and- I, I say it all the time, Lewis. Yes. You're, o- you're only as good as your weakest player because teams will pick on them. You know, we've had some great efforts, but. You know, overall, you know, as I was saying, you know, I think that when you look at teams like San Francisco, right, I, I always look to them and you look across so the McDaniel. You look, I'm sorry, Mike? So does McDaniel. Right. You look across the board at their offense and their defense. You look at Dallas, right? You know, I watched the game last night. You look across their offense and their defense and my God, it's, it's, it's Prescott. It's Ezekiel Elliott. It's Pollard. It's Schultz. You know, it's Dee Dee Lamb. You know, it, it's Noah Brown. It's guys all over the place contributing. I mean, you know, I just named six guys on their offense, and, and that's the way they've been doing it all year. You look at San Francisco. It's, you know, it's Mitchell. It's McCaffrey. It's the, it's the Kid Purdy that's come in. It's Kittle, the tight end. You know, it's Debo. It's Ayuk. I mean, you have a ton of different guys contributing and and you can go to their defense and you can look at the same thing you know you can look at it on their defensive side as well we have to get to that point in order to get to the next level we can't just have a couple of guys carrying us week in exactly. week out all right i think that's going to cover it does is it daniel you got nothing more to say there fella no i'm just kicked back relaxing listening to the show all right, all right so we will return <laughs> next week all right. It was good Next to be week. back. Yeah. All right. Too bad we don't get to see any more Dolphins football for the year, but uh, looking forward to the offseason. You know, it, real quick, Mike, because I know you want to you go here. In, in a sense, you know, it's a, it's a monkey off your back. I mean, I, I, lo- I get really pumped up for the Dolphin games and everything, but you know what? It's going to be nice to sit back and just enjoy football. Right. Without having like just a, <laughs> an irritation, you know, in the back. Like I was so proud of the football team last week. But at the same token, I was so sad that, you know, that the season had to end the way it did. You know, it was kind of like a catch 22 there. But I will tell you this, Daniel, the games are going to be great. Yep. If you love football, um, you're going to have 
four fantastic football games yep. this week, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'll be in you know, Kansas wish, City. Are, I'll be in Kansas City. I already got my divisional game ticket before the Dolphins lost to uh, Buffalo. Uh, just how happens. I know somebody. Cheap tickets, so it worked no out well. No kidding. Yep. So you're going to see Jacksonville, Kansas City? I'm going City. to see Jacksonville, Kansas City. Yeah, so I'll be there. That'll be a lot of fun. I've never been to a playoff game. And honestly, wow. I, I do agree with you. Uh, towards the end, after that, as that five-game losing streak was coming to an end, I was burnt out, you know, burnt out on losing, yes. burnt out on the feeling that the end of the season gave me. Well, that's exactly what happens. It's much tougher to do these shows when the team loses than when they win. Yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah. tough to listen to us too, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. Especially me, because I'm Woo. just so pissed off at the world when mm-hmm. it happens. Um, well, Daniel, I'm going to do you one better. All right, let's go. So I now live an hour out of Atlanta. Yes, you and do. And you know what's happening in Atlanta if certain teams win, I right? do, yeah. So if Kansas City, uh, if Buffalo wins, wins. And Kansas City wins the championship, championship game, game. Exactly. And I am going to look into possibly going there. Heck and yeah. I will wear my dolphin colors you know you while, I, while I am there. You better. And every Buffalo fan I see... I will tell that they were lucky as shit to win the football game. <laughs> and you better wear your Finn Fans Podcast t-shirt. I know you've got one in the closet. I do not. Send me one, please. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, don't forget it. to follow us, everybody, at Finn Fans Podcast on Twitter. All right. Sorry, All right, guys. Mike. Thanks for joining me. And, uh, You're welcome. Like I said, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. And Finn's up. Finn's up. Finn's up, doll fans. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. Podcast Network.